Hi, my name is Nick Smith, founder and creator of Part-Time Pilot. Now, after three years, five flight instructors, and over $22,000 out of my bank account, I was finally able to achieve my dream and become a private pilot. Now, I have a bachelor's and master's in aerospace engineering and over 10 years experience as a flight test engineer. So if it was that difficult for someone like me, no wonder eight out of 10 student pilots never end up becoming a pilot. So this is why I created Part-Time Pilot, and this is why I'm creating this podcast. This podcast will be your audio ground school and just another way Part-Time Pilot is making flight training easier and more consumable for you. So with over 300 students and counting that have used our content to pass the FAA private pilot exams, I hope that you can use this podcast to become the next student to do so. So thank you, and I hope you enjoy listening to the Part-Time Pilot Audio Ground School Podcast. All right. Well, welcome everybody in here. Now we did a live lesson on this topic, but I wanted to redo it just with a little bit better audio. We're going to put this on the podcast. So a little bit better audio. And also, you know, we I got some updates from the FAA. Now we'll talk about that. But before I had been getting feedback from our students and I had also talked to several places within the FAA, some FISDO offices, the testing centers, and some other FAA personnel, but I hadn't specifically heard back from the Airman Testing Standards Group, that branch within the FAA. And I heard back from them, so I wanted to kind of redo this and update it for you guys. Not a lot changed. What I heard from the FAA did confirm what we had been seeing from our students. However, there were some words in there that I think are important for us all to understand. So without further ado, let's get started. The written has changed over the years, and it just recently had some new change. So there's a lot of students out there that are saying, you know, there's new questions, freaking out. I didn't see these on my practice test, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to see whether that's a myth, whether that's true, what we're seeing and all that. So you can be fully prepared for the FA written exam. Now, if you are listening to this, we do have a presentation, a full video that is exclusive to the students in our online ground school. However, I am going to make it available, a free offer coming soon. So stay tuned to that. All right, so let's get started here. So the topics we're going to cover are the basics of the test, the tools you can use. We're just going to go quickly through that stuff. Then we're going to talk about the feedback we've got from students that have recently taken the test, you know, about the last 30 to 40 students that have taken the test and the FA themselves that I was talking to you about earlier. Then we're going to talk about new questions. If you can't see this, you're just listening to that. There's a question mark on the end of that. That's why I said new questions. Yeah. So is that a myth? Are there new questions? If so, what are they? And are we preparing you for them? Then the next thing is how we are adapting our course. So of these changes that we'll talk about, how our course has already changed and what we are doing to change to better prepare you guys to pass the exam. And then finally, what this means for you, I'll give you my recommendations on what it means for you in terms of your studying. All right. So basics of the test is that it's called the private pilot airplane, which is short for, or short for that is PAR. So when you go to the testing center, we tell you all about how to do this in our course in the lessons after you take our practice test. But when you're signing up for your test in the test center website, you want to look for the PAR test, private pilot airplane. And then uh, you schedule the exam through faa.psiexams.com. And again, we have a link to that in the lessons after your practice tests. 
to be able to take the test, you require an endorsement from an FA certified flight or ground instructor. And that's what we give you after you take your practice test. So we have you go through all the lessons, right? And prepare for these practice tests. Then we have you take some practice tests. We give you then a custom report based off those practice tests and some other questions that you give us answers to in your own words. That allows us to really assess what areas you're strong in, what areas you're weak in, and then give you a very customized report on recommendations. This is what I think the difference between us and other ground schools, personal touches, customization, making sure, doing the extra stuff to really make sure you're prepared for the exam. And then after that, We'll either recommend more practice tests for you, and hint, we always recommend as many practice tests as you can take, and we have a lot more that we'll give you, and then we'll give you your endorsement. And you need your endorsement to be able to take that test. So when you go to the testing center, you got to have your endorsement in hand and show that to them. You also got to show them a valid and current ID. This could be a driver's license, passport, alien residency card, or if not a citizen, you need a passport plus U.S. driver permit or license or ID issued by the government. So the testing center will tell you what is a valid and current ID, but you need one of those. And then the test used to get two and a half hours to do this, and it's now down to two hours. This is a recent change just of this year. So it's now down to two hours. Now, there might be some of you that are kind of freaking out like, "Uh, just my luck. Now I only have two hours to take this test. That is so much information I got to study for. Well, our students on average take an hour or less on the test. When I took the test, it took me about 40 minutes to go through the questions one time. And then I went through again, took another like 20 to 30 minutes to go through them all again and make sure that I hadn't made any mistakes. So even going through them twice, I was still well under two hours. So this change doesn't really affect many people at all. If anybody, it was just too long. So don't worry too much about that. When you go through our course, we're going to have you prepared and you won't need that amount of time, but it is a change. Then the amount of questions has also changed, but the amount of scored questions has not changed. There's still 60 questions that are scored. So your final score is going to be out of a total of 60, and they are multiple choice questions. But you're going to answer 65 questions. Those additional five questions are non-scored. They do not count towards your score. And they're new questions the FAA calls validation questions. What they're doing is they're trying to test out new questions. And basically, if a bunch of student pilots miss these questions, the FAA thinks these questions are important. So they're going to be like, okay, we're going to add these in to the test question database so that all these ground schools out there start teaching these students these things. We believe that these students need to know these things. And then if all the students do really well on these, then it shows that the students already know these things and these ground schools are already doing a good job of teaching these things. So that's what these new five unscored questions are all about. So we'll get to more of these in a bit. And then you need a passing score of 70% or higher. And that is 42 out of 60 questions. Now, when you take our practice test after going through the lessons, we want to see an average of 80% or higher on on your first test, the first time you take a a specific test. Now, if you don't get there, don't worry. We'll be there right with you. We give you that custom report, tell you where you're weak and answer your questions and and work with you to get stronger on those areas until you're up averaging above over 80%. We never leave anyone hanging. We always get all our students to above that level. So don't worry about that. But that 80% gives us the confidence that you're going to to pass the test. And that's why we have such a high success rate of getting students to pass the test. All right. So then any topics from the private pilot airman certificate standards or the private pilot ACS might be covered. And this is true now more than ever. We'll get to that in a little bit. 
The cost is around $130, $170. At least it was, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so. If that's different, let me know. Team at parttimepilot.com. If you're seeing something different or higher, let me know. It'd be good information to know. You know, everything's getting more expensive these days. And I wouldn't be surprised if the test got more expensive. And then finally, the a past exam is valid for 24 calendar months. And what this means is that to be able to take your practical check ride and become a private pilot, you have to have passed the FA written exam within the last 24 calendar months. And then you obviously have to pass the check ride. So that basically the FA written exam plus, you know, all your minimum flight hours and skills that you've worked up in flight training and your endorsements from your flight instructor are your tickets to your check ride. So one of those tickets is required. You know, those tickets are required. And one of those tickets is a pass written exam. And it's good for 24 calendar months. So it's just something to think about. Usually that's plenty of time to get through your flight training and take the check ride. That's why we always kind of recommend students go through the ground school before flight training. It helps them a lot out with flight training. Then start flight training, let things sink in towards the end of your ground school. When you have more time, take the written exam near the beginning before you solo. And then once you're on your way, you know, you've got a good start on flight training. You have the written out of the way. Now you can just focus on the more complex lessons of your flight training, like soloing, cross-country soloing, things like that. You don't have to worry about ground school during that time. And then you should have plenty of time. We never see students kind of run out of time on that. And so don't worry too much about that, but it is something important to know. All right. So the tools you can use on the test. So there's the plotter tool. That's the thing you measure distances and courses on your sectional charts. And then you have a flight computer. So this is, could be the paper or metal spin wheel E6B. So you can have these things on the test. Or you can use an electronic E6B. You can use an electronic E6B. It can be one of the approved brands. And I know for a fact that the Asa CX3s and the Sporties brand are, are allowed on the exam. What they're, what they're going to do at the test center, they'll take your batteries out and then put them back in to make sure you don't have any like saved answers in there or something like that. But those are approved on the exam. So you can use an electronic E6B. And we do have for the Sporties one tutorials in our course for that, every single type of calculation you might see on, on the exam or in real life, we have a video tutorial of how to do that. And then we have a bunch of examples on the metal and spin wheel E6B because that is what I'm a fan of. I'm not a big fan of anything that can fail, like you can run out of batteries or it gets wet or something and it can fail. I like having those things, you know, iPads and things like that because they do make my life easier. But I also like the fact of knowing that if those things fail, I still know how to, to get around the old school way. So we have a lot of stuff on that in the course as well. So you can take the, the flight computer, you can take the plotter tool, and then a calculator. It just has to be a simple calculator. Now, if you don't have a simple calculator, you can do what I did when I took my test now, like six, seven years ago, is you can call the testing center and ask them if they have a calculator. I believe now most testing centers just on the computer, there's like a little widget that you can pull up and it, there's a calculator right on your screen, a simple calculator. So you can't bring like a graphing programmable calculator where you can put like notes in it and stuff like that, because obviously you could possibly cheat, something like that. So it has to be a simple calculator. Provided at the testing center, they're going to give you the FAA Airman Knowledge Testing Supplement. That's the figures. So when they have a question that says like refer to figure 21 or whatever, that's those figures. This is the same book of figures that we reference to in all our questions and our quizzes and our practice tests. And at the beginning of our course, we say, here, you can download this free from the FAA website. We provide you the PDF link, or you can get it on Amazon. We provide you that link as well. I think it's like 12 bucks. I recommend getting the one on Amazon so you have a physical copy of it. Or if you have a printer, maybe you could print it off, but printing costs these days are, are really high. So you can buy that one on Amazon. 
because it makes it easier to like measure charts and things like that on when you actually have a physical piece of paper. So I do recommend, plus you're going to have that exact booklet at the testing center while you're taking the test. So it's good to get used to it, get to know it real well. It's going to be the same exact thing on the test. So might as well, I mean, if you like knew that thing really well, it'll help make your test go way faster. You'll know, oh, figure blah, blah, blah. I know where this stuff is on this figure and things like that. So get used to that. That's what we do in our ground school. We have everything based off those figures. Most ground schools do that. So we're nothing new here, but those are the figures you need. So that'll be provided with you. Then blank paper for notes and I make a pencil. And like I said, they may have a simple calculator, but I would call ahead and ask just to make sure if you don't have one. All right, so there's no change to the tools you can use that has stayed the same. All right, now let's get into the feedback we're getting from both the FAA and the feedback and some of that new feedback I, I just got from the FAA, specifically from their mouths, from the Airman Testing Standards Office. So from the FAA, each FAA written exam is meant to be a random selection of questions from the complete range of topics included in the private pilot ACS. Now, the person I spoke to in the Airman Testing Standards branch, they reiterated this, that, you know, everything is fair game in the ACS. And you're seeing that more and more where there's a better, I don't know if you say better, but there's a larger assortment of things. In the past, we used to see, you know, heavily things on like airspaces, weather and calculations, I would say. But now it's a smattering where every kind of topic you might see two to three questions on it, right? Whereas before you could maybe see six to seven weather questions and six to seven airspace questions. So there's really not a way to cheat the system and be like, okay, I'm just going to study like these five topics and I should be able to get a 70%. So there's no, I don't really see that uh, as a tactic anymore. Not that I would ever recommend that tactic, but so it's anything in the ACS, a random assortment of questions. They are testing out new questions in the five unscored questions added to each test. Person I spoke to in the Airman Testing Center also reiterated this and confirmed that. So again, that's what our students are seeing. We'll get to that in a sec. That's those five questions that you may not have seen in our course or any other course because they're brand new and they're testing them out. They're unscored though. But as we'll we'll get to this, we are going to prepare you to see those as well. Just so you're not like freaking out. Like I never saw this. We don't want anyone stressed out on the test. Hey, what's up pilots? This is Nick. I wanted to take a second and talk about the ultimate private pilot test prep book. Now we don't have a ton of reviews yet on Amazon, but a lot of people have gotten it and we have a lot of good feedback from it. And the reason why is because it blows out all those other test prep books out of the water, right? If you've gotten a test prep book before, it's got a bunch of FA written test questions. It's good for that. It's good for that rote memorization, practicing those test problems and stuff. But if you want to learn beyond that, it might have some bullet point summaries of some of the subjects. It might tell you some tips on multiple choice test strategies, but that's about it, right? So what if you want to learn this stuff at a fundamental level? What if you want to go deeper on any of these topics because you're just not getting these topics? And the reason I made this is because we don't have anything physical. And I myself am someone who really likes to study with something physical in my hands. I like to take it with me to the beach, to the park, when I'm traveling, whatever. So I wanted to make a book unlike any of the other books. So that's what I did with the Ultimate Private Pilot Test Prep. So how is it different? Well, it's got all those test questions just like the other books. It covers every single subject just like the other books, but it breaks things down and 
explains all the concepts in simple English, and then you add in diagrams and visual aids that those books do not have, and then you also add in QR codes. You know those little QR codes that you scan to bring up a menu that came around during COVID? So yeah, you can do that with your mobile device, your iPad, whatever, and it'll bring up a video lesson on what you're watching. We also have a bunch of QR codes in there for free downloads, as well as free practice tests that come with the book. So it's on Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's only $37 and it's got literally everything, you guys. That's why it's the ultimate test prep book. It's the best bet you can get for one single book when you're studying for your private pilot test. So check it out. All right, here's the new information. So in 2017, the FAA announced they would be removing questions with multiple calculations or interpolations. Now, this is way back in 2017 before I even started part-time pilot. Now, I'm not even sure if it was before I took the FAA written test. I think I took the FAA written test before that, but here's the thing. They have not implemented this until this year. So I'm gonna tell you what, Exactly. The direct quote from the person at the FAA Airman Testing Standards Branch told me in a conversation I just had in June of 2023. So it kind of alluded to that they are just now sort of implementing this. And this is exactly what we're seeing from students. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but they announced it in. So there's this changes thing that they announced the Airman Testing Standards Branch. They announce changes every year if they have changes. And they're usually very small. It's like, we change this word to this word, or we change this question code to this question code, or like we made it two and a half hours to two hours, for example. There's usually rarely changes to like groups of questions and things like that. And apparently they announced that they will be removing multiple calculations or interpolations in 2017. But as you'll see, they haven't implemented it until just recently. So here's the direct quote I got from the FAA Airmen Testing Standards Branch in conversation I had with them in June of 2023. We have removed some of the performance, weight and balance, and other calculation questions. Basically, if a question required multiple calculations or interpolations, it has probably been removed. We have attempted to make the calculation questions more straightforward and realistic for pilots. All right, so I kind of want to break that down. They said performance, they've removed some of the performance, weight and balance, and other calculation questions. And then they went on to say, if those questions required multiple calculations or interpolations. So to me, that means they're starting to remove interpolation questions and questions that require multiple calculations. So what does multiple calculations mean? Well, I just got done going through our course, and I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, and kind of adjusting for this statement in our course. And before, you know, those type of multiple calculation questions were ones that really stumped people because there's a lot of places you can make errors. And so I had big on examples in our course. I want to make sure you're prepared for every single type of question you have. So I had a lot of those in the course. And what I have actually gone and done is kind of when I have that in a test, I've removed a few of those. So there's not as much as emphasis because that's not what you're going to see on the test. It's still stuff you need to know for when you get to your check ride or, you know, things you might need to calculate in real life. So we do still teach it, but we're not going to hammer it in on the practice questions because it's not going to be on the test anymore. And this is also, we'll get to this, but this is also what we're hearing from students as well. So multiple calculation type questions that might be like, let's say a question, one of these questions that I think of is like, you pass a point at, you're flying to one point 
And then you want to get to another point at a, another certain time, you know, in like 20 minutes. And then what is like the indicated airspeed you would need? And then the information they give you is only to find the ground speed. So you can find the ground speed. Okay. So you find the ground speed, but then you got to calculate the true airspeed with the information they give you. And then you got to calculate the indicated airspeed. So that's three different steps of calculation. So that, that would be one example. You know, another example would be like on a weight and balance, like they might have you, which of the following actions to your aircraft would make it, would put you within the CG envelope. And then, so you would have three options, but you would have to calculate each option to try and figure out which one would work. You, you know, you would have to do it three different times. Like one might say, remove six gallons of fuel. The other one might say, remove 10 gallons of fuel. The other one might say, you know, move the passenger to the back or something. And so you would have to see how each one of those would affect the CG. And if any of those would bring them, bring the CG into the CG envelope and you'd be safe to fly. So again, multiple calculations. So those are some of the examples. I've also reached out for more feedback on these. I don't know if I'm going to get that because I understand that the FAA doesn't want us to know everything but I'm always working for you guys to know exactly what is on the exam. So if I have any more information, I will update you guys. And then of course, interpolations. Uh, we teach this in the course. We have a specific lesson on it, but we don't have any quiz questions on it because they're removing that. So it's something we'll teach. If you don't fully understand it, don't get too bum up about it because if you're preparing for the written exam, because again, it's something you'll need for cross-country planning and your check ride because it happens all the time where we kind of need to interpolate between data but for the written exam, don't get too hung up on it. And so that could be things as, you know, interpolating weather and performance charts or anything like that. All right. Now, there is another quote from them that I wanted to talk about here. They said there was a mention in the October 12th, 2017 West New publication. Okay. That's when they announced it. And so that's why I was like, okay, but we have yet to see that until recently. So that's, that's a little weird. And this is when I asked if this change was announced. So I was like, okay, well, I, I didn't see this announcement. So should I have been looking somewhere else or, or where was this announced? And then they said it was announced in 2017. I was like, oh, well, no wonder I didn't see it. So anyways, they said they announced it in 2017 about interpolations and questions with multiple calculations being removed. They went on to say, we don't update every change unless it affects a group of questions. We still have questions that require calculations, but have attempted to remove the ones that require several charts or multiple calculations to answer. So again, we kind of gave examples of those that they're trying to remove, but that sentence in there, we don't update every change unless it affects a group of questions. And then the fact that they said they updated this in 2017. So those two facts lead me to believe that they're not telling us everything. And I totally get that they would not tell us everything because they don't want us knowing exactly how the test is going to be, or else you wouldn't really be testing these students' knowledge. So I get that. They don't want us to know everything. They just tell us general updates. They don't tell us when it doesn't affect a whole entire group of questions or they don't necessarily implement these changes that they announce right away. They kind of keep us on our toes, so to speak. So that's the feedback I got from the FAA that I wanted to update you guys on. And we'll get to what this means from you. So let, let's continue on. Now, the feedback we're getting from students matches this. And again, like I said, it's been in the last couple of months that we've seen these implementations from what our students are seeing. Over the last couple of months, they've seen less of an emphasis on calculation and chart questions, you know, but there's still going to be one, two or three of those. So you still have to know them. You know, I just had a student, they said they got a weight and balance. They got a, a couple cross country planning ones, a crosswind one. They had like one or two of each of those types of questions. So you still got to learn those, but 
there's less because there's none of these like multiple step calculation ones. So that kind of matches with what the FAA told us. And then a more even distribution of questions from all topics that require more focus on rote memorization topics. So you take out some of these calculation and interpolation questions, what takes their place? You know, more rote memorization questions. This also is confirmed from the FAA saying, you know, we want to have a wide range of topics tested on the exam to really make sure that you are good on all your topics. So that matches with what we heard from the FAA. And the last one is some new questions, question mark. So students have been reporting like that there's new questions and, you know, they weren't ready for them or, or whatever. And the FAA is throwing them off. So is that true? Let's get into that. All right. Some students are reporting new questions. Is it true? In reality, the only new questions in the FAA test database are the five unscored questions added to your exam. So that's what we were talking about earlier. These are new questions that, that no one's really seen before that they're testing out to see if they want to add those to the database. And these ones are not scored. So if you see one of these on the exam, you know, don't freak out. Still answer it the best you can because you don't want to be wrong. It is a scored question. You still want to answer it as best you can. And that is why we're getting feedback on these questions and we're putting them into the ground school. So right about the time when you finish the lessons and you take our practice test, we have made a special lesson that has a quiz, a short quiz on what we're hearing these questions are. So you will be fully prepared to know what these questions are when you go through our course. Now, so some of the things that we're seeing is questions on stabilized approaches and takeoffs. So a few different questions on both the approaches and takeoffs, stabilized approaches in particular. And then also the concept of minimum fuel is also something new that we hadn't seen before. So we will continue to update this list if we hear of anything different. The FAA, one of the things I want to get answered from the FAA is are all these new questions already out or are they kind of rolling them out at different times? You know, there might be some new ones next week that we haven't seen before last week. That's why we're going to continuously update you guys and that lesson in your course with what we see here. Even though they're not scored, we want you guys to be prepared for them. Because if I was taking a test and I saw a couple questions in a row that I wasn't prepared for, I would kind of get stressed out. And we all know that when you take a test stressed out, it's going to linger going to affect your performance on even the questions you do know. So we don't want you guys stressed out. We want you guys feeling good, feeling loose and prepared for everything, even the unscored ones. However, we are seeing some questions that were rarely seen in tests now used a little bit more frequently with widespread assortment. So, you know, the change from more calculation questions to a little bit more rote memorization questions, you start to sprinkle in some of these questions that were kind of rarely seen. And especially when students are because the calculation questions are the hardest ones, right? You have the memorization ones, those are easy, but the calculation questions are the hardest ones to kind of master. So students focus a lot of their time on these questions. And then if they see some obscure kind of FA regulation that, that's asked about a question on that, they're going to say, you know, they've never seen it before. So in reality, they're not actually new questions. The new questions are the unscored ones. And then we might be seeing some more of these rarely quizzed about topics. And these topics are like marijuana and drug use. That was a change a couple years ago. Something that is topical, right? Because more and more states are allowing marijuana to be legal. So they have questions about whether it's legal to fly with marijuana. Hint, it's not. <laughs> Things like that, because it's topical. Preventative maintenance, 
questions. Some students are saying, but these are all questions that we have in the ground school, we've had in the ground school, and that other ground schools have had. So they're nothing new, but we're seeing a little bit more frequency of them being asked. Incidents, accidents, and emergency situations, basic med, because basic med isn't super new. I would say it's like 10 years ago, but more and more people are using it. So again, a little bit more topical. They want to ask a little more questions on that. And then pre-takeoff checklists, that is also something that we're We've been asked before, there may be a new question on that that's not scored. I'm getting, that's another thing I'm trying to get information on. I don't know if one of those questions on the pre-takeoff checklist is scored or one, or if it's one of the new unscored ones. But again, those are in the course regardless. So you'll be prepared for them. All right. So to answer the question, there aren't new scored questions. There are new questions and they're unscored. And we're also going to prepare you for those in the exam. There's, you know, there's five of them. So we want to make sure that you understand them as well. So how our course is adapting? Well, we've added more practice tests because there's a little bit more emphasis on rote memorization. So the rote memorization stuff is, you know, more practice, right? More memorization techniques. So more practice tests. We've already had, like, we have mnemonic devices thrown throughout the course, a ton of them. I've actually been meaning to make like a summary of them for you guys, but we have a ton of those to help with your memory aids. But now we have more practice tests. Uh, so after you finish our lessons, you take those three practice tests that I mentioned. But after that, you'll be able to take many more in our extra practice test course after we give you that report. So that customized report, you'll be able to take a bunch more and get, you know, I don't think we've had any student go through all. I think we had one student actually to take all of them, but we have plenty of practice tests. Don't worry about that. And then the next thing we're going to add is test prep summaries. We haven't done this yet. This is something that will take some time we're going to be doing, but test prep summaries will be added to the bottom of each lesson. And the reason I want to do this is because you go through all the lessons, right? And then you take the practice test and then we say, hey, here are some of the areas that you're weak on. You can go back to those lessons instead of going through the whole entire lesson listening to the whole audio lesson, watching the whole, all the videos, you can just go to the test prep and be like, okay, here's what I need to know for the FA written test. And this is one of the struggles I've had in developing this course. The FAA, unfortunately, is making it even harder. The stuff you have to prepare for the FA written is different than the stuff you have to know as a pilot, to be a good pilot, to be a safe pilot, to pass your check ride and pass your check ride oral kind of some big gaps in those two things. So how do you make a course that's best for both without like wasting people's time if they just want to focus on passing the written exam? Well, the way that I came up with, which I think is the best way is we're going to teach you all of it because that is going to make your flight lessons so much easier. It's going to make you a better pilot. It's going to make you a safer pilot. We're also going to include that test prep summary so that you can get these rote memorization skills. Okay. So this is what I say here. You know, we'll be adding test prep summaries so that you can go back and look at that and see really exactly what's going to be on the FA written exam. And then updated test question assortment. So even though we have more practice tests, but we've also changed kind of what's in those practice tests. We're kind of, uh, you know, going, like I said, the FA is going away from interpolation and multiple step calculation questions. So we're updating our practice tests accordingly. And we've already done some of those. We're actually working on some of those extra practice tests as well to update those. All right. And then finally, less emphasis on interpolation and multiple step calculation questions. I just mentioned that. So we do that both in the lessons and in the practice tests. I teach this stuff to you guys because you're going to need it eventually. Might as well learn it. But for when you're really doing the rote memorization stuff on the practice test, you're not going to see that because those practice tests are going to embody the actual FA written exam. All right. That's what I say there. 
And uh, okay, so what this means for you, there's still a chance that the random assortment of questions you get has multiple chart and calculation questions. So you still need to learn it. So I've, I've, I've mentioned this several times now, you still need to learn this stuff because not only is it going to be on the FA written exam, but you know, not the multiple step ones or the interpolation ones, but there's still going to be calculation questions. There's still going to be chart questions, still going to be weather questions. They're still going to be on there. So you still need to learn it. And then for your check writing stuff, you still need to learn the, those other more complex ones. So we're still going to teach you guys this stuff. So you still need to learn it. But when you're finished with the course, we're going to focus, help you focus on that repetition and rote memorization with those summaries and the extra practice tests. So you want to take as many practice tests as you can before you take the exam and then determine what areas you forgot or are weak on and review those summaries that I'm talking about that we're going to be adding right before taking the exam. So that'll be like perfect for like a night before the exam, like go through each lesson and read the summaries and make sure you're good on all those summaries. That's exactly the type of thing that uh, reason why we're putting that in there for you guys. And then again, don't sweat multiple calculation, performance, flight planning, and interpolation questions for the written exam. So if, if you're really, you know, pulling your hair out over those types of questions uh, or those types of lessons, you know, just focus on the stuff in the quiz and the stuff in the practice test for the written exam. You can come back to it and learn that stuff for your check ride if you want to do it that way. So, so just remember what is what's going to be on the written and what what isn't. So, in summary, it really isn't all that much different. You just need to prepare for anything, which we are help you to do. And we talked about the differences that we're updating the course accordingly. And we're always going to be on monitor, not only from feedback from our own students, because again, like I said, the FAA doesn't tell us everything. And if there's a ground school out there that says they do, then I don't know, maybe they have some sort of underground connection with the FAA. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so we're going to update Constantly monitor the FAA, talk to the FAA, and also update from student feedback. Because ultimately, the student feedback, what's actually happening, that's the best. So that's why we're constantly asking our students how it was, if they saw anything new, blah, blah, blah. Almost every time, that personal touch that we have really pays off when it comes to getting these types of updates. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully this prepares you well, gives you an idea of what to expect, and makes you confident in passing the exam. All right. So that's it for this. Again, like I said, if you're listening to this, I'll be making the presentation and the video available. Not sure exactly when, but it'll be available to the public. Right now, it's just available to the online ground school. So we'll see how I do that. I haven't completely decided what I want to do for that. But yeah. So thanks for listening and watching. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Hi, my name is Osayende Akinbury, and I'm here to talk to you about Part-Time Pilot, why I chose it to be my online ground school, and my experience with the program. First, I have a hectic schedule. I'm a firefighter. I work three, four days in a row, so I needed to be able to learn at my own pace, uh, study when I was available, if that's you know 2 in the morning, 5 a.m., and get to the program. So online was the way to go for me. Then I had to choose between, you know, the large number of online ground schools out there. What stood out to me was the live sessions. I tuned into a few of them that Nick was giving before I got into the program. I emailed him, asked questions. He was really quick and attentive um, with getting back to me. So I thought that was important and that would possibly, you know, lead to me having more success. The weekly live sessions he was giving were 
usually the more complex equations, you know, how to use the tools like an E6B, how to use a plotter tool, VORs to triangulate your position, which is very important. Those are the things that most people struggle with and may, may stumble a bit on. Next was the standard. Nick demanded that you get an 80 plus on all of his uh, practice tests and quizzes to be able to advance and move on in the course. The FAA written exam only demands a 70% to pass. Well, my average score on all the practice tests was an 85. Um, and I took, I want to say, probably five or six practice tests, and I got pretty much an 85 on every single one of them. That accurately predicted my score. On the FA written, I got an 85. When I came into the program, the score that I got on the baseline test to kind of gauge where you come in and what you come in knowing, I think I only got five questions right out of however many there were. So that, by all means, is a failure. But I went from not knowing anything to a month and a half, two months later, passing the FA written test and, you know, doing pretty well. Other resource that Nick gives with the program that I found very helpful were the flashcards. The flashcards are about 200 slides worth of practice questions for the FA written exam. These practice questions are definitely going to help you to prepare, get you in the mindset. Nick will also provide a comprehensive summary uh, overall review of the program and of ground school in general, all the topics that you're expected to know and learn in order to pass the FA written exam, which is the ultimate goal of an online ground school. Part-time pilot was able to help me to do that going from zero knowledge. So would I give them a recommendation? Of course. If you're going to do an online ground school, I wouldn't suggest you look anywhere but part-time pilot. I'm not any better or worse than anybody, but I went from zero knowledge to passing the exam in about a month and a half to two months with a hectic schedule. So give part-time pilot a try if you're seriously thinking about becoming a pilot. Hey guys, it's Nick. I want to take a second to speak directly to the student pilots out there. You might be a student pilot that is you know, wondering what to do next, how to get started, or maybe you're looking for the right ground training or flight training, or maybe you've already started ground training or flight training and you're stuck, you're in a rut, and you're looking for a change, something to help get you out of that hurdle. From my own experience in flight training, after three years, five instructors and $22,000 and wanting to quit multiple, multiple times, and then now, after seeing hundreds and hundreds of student pilots through part-time pilot, I've realized that the number one thing that makes student pilots fail is that they do not have a good fundamental understanding of the ground training when they get to the more advanced flight lessons. Now, who here has seen Top Gun Maverick? Do you remember in the movie when he says, don't think, just do? Now, when I heard this, I was like, oh my goodness, this is brilliant because this is exactly what you have to be as a pilot. Now, of course, it's not that we're not thinking, but it's that we understand things like weather, aerodynamics, what our instruments are telling us, what ATC is telling us. We have such a good core fundamental understanding of these things that we don't have to think about them. And when we don't have to think about them, we can instinctively feel and fly the aircraft, look out for dangers, and avoid emergency situations. 
if we do have to think about these things, it's going to put us behind mentally and we're going to be behind the aircraft. And when you're behind the aircraft mentally, bad things happen. And this happens when you don't have a good understanding of the ground school content. So now the first 10 to 15 hours of your flight training can go smooth, even if you don't have a good understanding of ground training, right? You can go up for a discovery flight, have a blast. You can go up, learn how to take off, learn how to land. You may be even able to solo for the first time, fly a plane for the first time. Everything's great and dandy. But once you get into, you know, bad weather flying or flying at heavy, heavily trafficked airports or speaking with ATC for Bravo clearance or cross-country flight planning and flying solo on a cross-country flight, things get a little more advanced. And when this happens and you don't have a good understanding of the ground school concepts, you're going to hit a wall. You're going to start to get behind the aircraft. And when this happens, if you have a good flight instructor, they're going to stop you and they're going to say, okay, we need to do one-on-one -on -one ground lessons. And now you're going to be paying your flight instructor to not even fly with you, but instead $50, $60, $70 an hour to just teach you the ground school content that you should already know. And, at, and the worst part is, is you're not flying with them. So the flight training that you gain, the currency, the proficiency that you gained is going to be lost and you're going to have to redo those lessons. What happens to most student pilots is they continuously hit these mental blocks where they get behind the aircraft, they start making mistakes, and then they catch up with the ground knowledge only to have that happen again. And they start to get in this vicious cycle of having to redo trainings and repay for trainings until it gets to the point where them or their family, they finally say, you know what, this has to stop. We can no longer afford the training costs uh, without any progress, you know, and they end up quitting. Now, so how do we avoid that? Well, here comes part-time pilot. Again, I said I went through my own experience of this and I realized that most flight training and ground training is not tailored to the modern day student pilot. And when I say modern day student pilot, I should say modern day part-time student pilot because let's face it, there's a very small percentage of us that can go and dedicate 24-7, 365 to our flight training or not even miss a beat and be able to pay for flight training without working. So most of us have a full-time job or maybe a part-time job. We have kids, we have family, we have school. We have all these other responsibilities on top of flight training. And most of these flight trainings and ground trainings are not tailored towards you. And so how is it the part-time pilot tailors to the modern day student pilot? Well, the first way we do that is by keeping ground school interesting. You wanna avoid being boring, you wanna avoid that burnout. So how we do that is we present our material in multiple, multiple ways. And you're actually listening to one of them right now. You can consume our content via this podcast and an audio recording. You can do this while you're running, while you're driving in traffic. Again, tailoring to that busy part-time student pilot. Or you can read through our written lessons. You know, I like to read, so read. for those of you that like to read, you can read through the lessons. You can see the step-by-step -step examples and the procedures that we have. Or you can look through our study guide and see our diagrams and mnemonic devices, have that visual cue, those visual cues and aids that help further your understanding. Or you can watch our videos. Or you can take our quizzes and practice tests to reinforce what you just learned. And then finally, you can join us live weekly for our live Q&A and our live lessons so you can see in real time these things taught out and these examples done in real time. And then finally, you can 
utilize our group community to form study groups, get questions answered 24-7. All of this is tailored for the modern day student pilot to keep ground school interesting, keep it from being boring, keep from having that burnout, and to find ways that you can consume the content throughout your busy schedule. And guess what? It works. We've had over 350 student pilots come through, take and pass their FAA exams without a single student failing. That's right. A single student has yet to tell me that they failed either their FAA written or their FAA checkride. So that is just proof in the pudding right there that our concepts, the way we explain things in plain written English, and the way we give you multiple ways to consume this content is working. So if this sounds like something you might be interested and in, you want to come join us, we'd love to have you. Just go to www.parttimepilot.com, click on Online Ground School, and we'll see you inside the Online Ground School. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.